What's up? It's your boy, the Ted Smith from the men's room. And did you know I have a podcast? Well, I do. The podcast. New episodes uploaded every Wednesday on the Odyssey app. Unfortunately, what you're about to hear is real. The members of this radio program are simply not that bright. Or what some people would call educated. They are merely stupid. They're not trying to offend anyone on purpose. And all have played doctors on TV. You have been warned and are cordially invited to join the party. This is the men's room. Forget it, man, and get with the countdown. Get, 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 get with the countdown. Shake this square world and blast off the Kicksville. Kicksville. <laughs> The trippers, the grasshoppers, the hip ones, all gathered in secrecy and flying high as a kite. This is the men's room with Miles and Thrill. You know what they say, shake your radio more than three times and you're playing with it. You're listening to the men's room. Wow! And away we go. Welcome to season 18, episode number 4014. Along with Steve the Thrill Hill, the Ted Smith, and my car. Montgomery! And you are the men's row. What's that today from Guns N' Roses, Velvet Revolver, and Loaded? Duff McKagan joins us, and once again, we will sit and spin. We will play Profile This, plus headlines, a midterm shot of the day, fun will listener emails, and everyone's favorite, TV time with Ted. Click, clack. Drink of the dog. All right, here we go. Scientists make groundbreaking discovery of what it takes to have the perfect butt. <laughs> Meanwhile, Italian officials have solved their huge tire-slashing operation mystery, and that turned out to be someone's mutt. To Ohio, where not sharing potato chips will get you shot in the face. A Florida man gets Waffle House tattoo, but doesn't pay before leaving the place. And Rover beats out Blinky Bill, Wombat, and Rover McRover face. That is all coming on today's very special episode of The Men's Room. And now, here's the question. Hola, bitches. Good day to you and yours. All right, any time that there's a shark attack, the quote-unquote experts, they're quick to point out how rare shark attacks are. So with that in mind, just know that a woman was in fact killed by a shark yesterday in the Bahamas. She was paddleboarding, and then she wasn't. Now, rare as that might be, a different woman was killed by a shark off the coast of Mexico two days ago. It's so rare, in fact, that four weeks before that, a surfer in Australia was killed by a shark. And a month before that, it happened to California. And two weeks before that, it happened to South Carolina. I could go on, but I think you get the point. So even things that are rare don't seem rare if you're the one with the experience. For example, anyone here ever heard of Titanic plexus neuralgia? Yeah, I had not heard of it either. But apparently, it's an incredibly rare, according to doctors, disorder that causes constant excruciating pain. It's so painful, it's been nicknamed the suicide disease. But anyway, I bring this up because we have the story of a guy who suffers from it. So it might seem rare to you. It does not seem rare to him. Are you cross-eyed? 3 to 5% of the population is. 0.01% of the population are dwarves. 1 in 33 people have a lazy eye. And 1%, they stutter. 8% of the population has a list. Lisp, sorry. We have more stats of rare yet common conditions that we'll share coming up. But first, we want to talk about those 
conditions, afflictions, or experiences that might seem rare or unlikely to other people, but they're just a part of who you are or what you're acquainted with. So maybe you have three nipples, who knows? Or maybe you're one of the people that went up in a, a what is it, a virgin galaxy, whatever the hell, and you went up in space. We don't know, but it leads to today's question, good or bad? What doesn't happen to most people that has happened to you? To be a part of the big show, call 206-803-ROCK. You can like The Men's Room on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Men's Room Live, and send your emails to the men's room at KISW.com. The debauchery rolls on. You're listening to The Men's Room with Miles and Thrill. 99.9 KISW. Oh, but y'all's the way we go. Welcome to Season 18, Episode number 4014. What a large and in charge program we have for you today. Guaranteed so large, so in charge. Future repeat on this lovely sunny Tuesday. Doug McKagan from Guns N' Roses, Velvet Revolver, and Loaded. He'll be joining us in studio. He's got a, a live performance that's going to happen at Easy Street Records on Friday night starting at 7 o'clock. Brand new one, Alice, called Lighthouse. He's going to come in and, uh, and talk about what he's been up to over the past few years since the, the COVID situation. COVID, the tour. Yeah, Guns N' Roses. Are they done with the tour? They, they they finish the tour or are they still? I think they still have a few dates, but I'm, I just don't feel like me on that. they're always playing. Yeah, they've yeah. been playing for uh, pretty steady now for about a year and a half, two years. Damn. All around the world. So we're going to find out uh, uh, some of Duff's uh, travels and adventures coming up for uh, for Sit and Spin. And, of course, talk about the uh, the brand new one, Lighthouse. By the way, speaking of Lighthouse, on Odyssey exclusively, uh, the uh, Lighthouse podcast with Duff McKagan. That is hosted by Jerry Cantrell. They talk about the new album. Iggy Pop makes an appearance, as well as Slash mm-hmm. on, that, uh, on that exclusive podcast available only on Odyssey. That's not available on all the other platforms, so download that now. It's absolutely free. Speaking of, we'll see you coming up here at uh, 6 o'clock for more Men's Room exclusively on that Odyssey app that you know and you love so much. Join us for the Men's Room Happy Hour in episode number 507. What else you got, Miles? Oh, man, Ted. We have tickets for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Coming to the Gorge, Friday, May the 31st. We've had them for you all this week, and uh, Taryn will uh, have some for you tonight. Uh, Castle and BJ and Miggs had them for you earlier today. Here's what they said that we should do. Uh, what we should do is is give out the secret code word. And they said, pick a time. We picked a time. That time is going to be 420. Ooh, Ooh nice one. Yeah. Nice. We'll give you the secret code word. You text that code word to 206-803-ROCK for your chance to win tickets to see the Red Hot Chili Peppers at the Gorge Amphitheater. So 420, we will give you the secret word on that. What else do we have? Well, oh, yeah, we, we've covered most of it. Uh, Duff's coming up. Chili Peppers tickets on the way. The Men's Room Happy Hour coming up. And today we're going to talk about uh, things that seemingly only happen to you. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, these are tragic stories, and we're not making light of them. I am fascinated by the world of sharks. I'm also terrified of sharks. I would never go on a diving adventure or a swim with a shark's experience. What about I'm, the shark cage? That's something Robin, former producer no, Robin. No, that, like That's her bucket list item. She's like, man, I want to get in the cage and specifically great whites. So she like, wants yes, to go to Australia. No, no. And I was like, you're crazy, man. She's like, well, I'm in a cage. I'm like, yeah, yeah. but there's a shark outside of the cage. It just seems like a bad idea. And shark I cage I would do. Really? Yeah. I'm not sure I'd do that either. I've seen some sharks do some pretty crazy things to those cages. Have you ever seen the videos of the sharks that get into the cage? Oh, yeah. Yeah, There's yeah. plenty of those out there, too. I, and again, I know people again, are going to say it doesn't happen a lot, but the whole inspiration right. for the question was, Miles and I are reading that shark attack story, and they make it a point. They always say, every one of them. It's rare. And I'm like, every we one just of read them. a different <laughs> every one of them. But we read the same thing yesterday to a different yeah, person. Yeah. And then I started going through... A month before right. that, and then two weeks before yeah. that, and then three. Hang, hanging upside down on a broken roller coaster. That's rare. All right, Google it. <laughs> right. Google it. 
Yeah. Look how many stories there are. I, I guarantee you there's 10 of them on the front page. Oh, easy. Easy. Uh, I've just dumb stuff that happens. It's only You feel like it's only going to happen to you. Correct. You're the only one who takes the brunt of whatever the situation is. And oftentimes it repeats itself. But it's a sad story. A vacation in the Bahamas turned tragic. Just yesterday, a woman from Boston, who, by the way, just got married. Uh, she was she, on her honeymoon, right? She was attacked by a shark. She was paddle boarding off of the Sandals Royal uh, Bahamian Resort in Nassau. Shortly before 11 a.m., when a shark lunged and bit the woman. I don't know if her appendages were dangling off of the uh, paddleboard. Typically, you're standing. Yeah, typically you're standing. Even if yeah. you're on your knees, does that mean that the shark came up, uh, rammed the paddleboard, knocked her off, and then attacked her? Or d- who knows? Either way, she suffered serious injuries to her right side of her body, including her hip and uh, also her upper uh, limb and torso. Uh, they tried to save her. They were not able to do that. Uh, there were reports indicating the woman had gotten married days before the attack. Police did not confirm that. Uh, they failed to confirm the species of the shark. However, the Bahamas attack follows another fatal encounter Saturday that happened in Mexico. As a woman died after she was severely beaten, uh, bitten, beaten. In the le- bitten in the leg. <laughs> shark. shark jumped on and just beat her. Now, uh, they, were, <laughs> yeah. they were involved in kind, of a, in kind of a, like a swimming competition. She was with her five-year-old daughter at the time. Oh, God. They were swimming out to a floating platform. Mm-hmm. And then they were supposed to touch that and then swim back. That, 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 okay. was, that was the deal of the race. So when they get to the platform, which was about 75 feet offshore, the woman felt something was not right. And she immediately uh, picked up her five-year-old girl and lifted her up on the platform. Yeah. As she did that, she was attacked by the shark. She did get her daughter up there successfully. But as she was lifting her daughter up, because the daughter was just supposed to touch the platform and turn and around. And swim back, right. Okay? So she knew something was up. Uh, and she uh, basically passed away on the beach because of the blood loss. Because she lost. Again, these shark attacks do not happen very often. We're not. We're just. One I'm, happened yesterday. The story you just read happened mm-hmm. Sunday. That's Sunday, Monday. Surfboard with a bite mark is all that remained after a surfer off of South Australia's uh, Irie Peninsula dragged under the water on uh, last Tuesday by what witnesses believe was a great white shark. He was 55 years old. They believe the shark was around 13 feet long. Witnesses described the shark because they were out there with him as an effing monster. And uh, they tried to get him as quickly as they could to the shore with a jet ski. Uh, That, by the way, is the third shark attack in Australia this year. And the waters off the state's west coast are well known for the presence of sharks. But again, typically sharks don't attack people. And we've read Look, this time, I and understand. time and time and time again. Right. But I'm the guy who gets eaten by a shark. I mean, but it's story after story after story. So I know it's quote unquote rare, but we found a lot. I, I stopped uh, looking for shark stories when I got to July. Because it was endless. So between July and now, these rare things Florida. happen. Yeah, exactly. So I just stopped printing them off. I'm the like, waters oh. off of Boston and Cape Cod, they, they yep. numerous shark sightings. A lot of people. A lot of shark sightings. A lot of shark sightings. Fortunately, uh, there were no injuries or fatalities there, but the presence of them was was pretty well known throughout the community as far as being able to see the fins and the, uh, the sharks. I mean, in theory, I think sharks could just eat hundreds of people every year if they wanted to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Without question. Just law of averages. And it seems... There's so many people in the water. It seems that it's But see, that's why you say it's rare, right? There's a thousand people in the water and one person goes down. You go, well, the percentages, uh, one in 1,000, not Mm -hmm. bad. All right, here's a positive. But the person being eaten is like, I disagree. Here's a positive one. We say good or bad on this, okay? Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins goalie Tristan Gary had an unusual stats line in a game the other night. 39 saves on 41 shots. All right. Not bad. One goal was scored against him. And Jerry became only the 14th goaltender in NHL history to score a goal 
as he launched a puck into the Rays' oh, empty yeah. net with about a minute to go. Uh, he's the first Pittsburgh goalie to ever score a goal ever. The Penguins won the game 4-2-2, and he became only the 14th goaltender in the history of NHL hockey. How old is the NHL? To score a goal. It's been I mean, either way. That's I mean, there's the original man. six. That's got to be, what, the 20? I think it's the original six. Okay. Well, there was Boston. Was it like Boston, Boston Toronto, Detroit, Toronto, Montreal? November 1917. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Damn. Good news is Gary is now just 563 goals behind teammate Sidney Crosby. <laughs> yeah. So he's slowly. Would you see that? He's slowly catching up with him. I did not see the. Goal. It's pretty impressive. I mean, just shooting it from one goal to another goal accurately, right? With a hockey, with a goalie stick, would be hard enough. But he kind of lofted it up, I think, because right, because there's people on the ice too. Yeah. To get it into that empty net. I mean, that, that's pretty damn impressive. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now hey, he's look, one of 14 right. and 106 years. We, we, uh, and I know you earned this, Mike, but most people who join scouts do not make uh, Eagle Scouts. I didn't believe that, it's that, 2%. That, that is a fact. Yeah. So you I know, don't I, believe it's 2%. You know damn well it's 2% if you're that I, quick to I'm say. I'm the number that I know. Yeah, I right. believe yeah. it's 2%. Uh, Ted, uh, <laughs> you've, you've fallen off of a, a balcony. I got hit by lightning at one point on a golf course when I was younger. Which, again, uh, rare occurrence, but 25% yeah. of the people in you, this room have been struck by lightning. You played CBGBs and gotten up on stage and played with a number of uh, artists that I've looked up to for for my life. That that those are the All feathers cool, in the cap. Cool, cool, Very cool, cool things. Yeah. Yeah, we've had some interesting experience in here for sure. Hell, Duff McKagan's coming up on the program. It's cool to have someone like that who uh, loves the radio station and wants to come in here and talk to us about his new album. You've gone hiking with Duff McKagan. Yeah, a lot of people have met Duff McKagan because they live in Seattle. And he a lot of people have heard Duff McKagan obviously because of the enormity of the bands he's in. You and Castle, I believe, are the only two people I know that have gone hiking on a mountain trail. A uh, hair club did. Was a hair club? Hair club was with us. Yeah. Haven't you even gone golfing with him, too? Like, is, isn't no, he in your phone? He's not, you no. golf with Jerry Cantrell? Jerry, Jerry Cantrell. Oh, Jerry, that's right. Uh, but Mr. Uh, yeah. Big Time yeah, over here. Yeah, bad. Wow, what a day, right? <laughs> Boy, am I special. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, so people go through cool things. Sometimes people go through bad things. Here's one for you. A family search for a miracle led them around the globe before finally finding it in Connecticut's. Uh, Rafael Acevedo, who is from Brazil, lives with an incredibly rare disorder called tympanic plexus neuralgia. Uh, it is causing constant excruciating pain, so debilitating the condition is commonly called suicide disease. Damn. The situation is suffocating. Many times I thought I could not save my husband's life, according to his wife. Pain is so intense he can't eat, sleep, or speak. Um, sometimes we just need to cry and pull out of our feelings uh, for the next day and hope it comes, even just to fight another day again. But then he found hope in Connecticut. This is a miracle, and everyone that is helping Raphael and saving his life is part of this. They moved to Connecticut two months ago because their physician, uh, Carlos San- uh, Santos, not Carlos Santana. Car- it's beautiful, man. Carlos beautiful. Uh, Santos, who I... Uh, uh, believed it could be a smooth operation. Uh, knowing that he's a Santos, he probably did a lot of amazing things in life that you never even knew about. <laughs> uh, thanks to his... Are you sure he's a doctor? I'd be like, look, man. Come here. Let me just check your You're wearing a cardigan sweater. <laughs> right. uh, thanks to extensive fundraising, he will undergo a groundbreaking surgery uh, this Friday, and he has so much gratitude for all the people that donated. Uh, he still needs to raise about $10,000. He does have a GoFundMe page, but the surgery is just the beginning. They plan to become advocates to help other people with rare diseases. And if you have anything rare, medically speaking, right? you know, I mean, my daughter was born with what they said was a one in uh, 100,000 time occurrence. 
Which and to you, me you was won the like, jackpot. This is not the lottery that I want to hit. Yeah. Now she's healthy. She's fine. There's nothing wrong with her. She overcame all that. She doesn't really remember most of it because 12 of the operations happened before she was two years old. Which is amazing. So she's yeah. not really. Most people have not had 12 operations unless they're getting Botox or something. But, you know, life-changing operations. And if you have... You probably weren't two years old when you reached that milestone. Yeah, that's not the number you want to hit. But no, it absolutely is not. times in life, you know what I mean? No. Stuff happens that you, you never would expect. So our question, what uh, good or bad doesn't happen to most people that has happened to you? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Bridget. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. 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 So what wow. makes you unique or weird or strange or interesting? Sure. I, I want to give you guys a, a little mini trigger warning slash disclosure if you Google this. It's great if you love horror films, but not great if you don't. You know um, we're going to Google have, it now. I'm just saying trigger warning if you're like sensitive to like grotesque things. I have a really super rare medical condition called SJS slash TEN, which stands for Stevens-Johnson syndrome and toxic epidermal necrolosis. And it basically is a condition where when I take like certain antibiotics, my m- mucous membranes separate from each other and my Ugh. skin completely sloughs off. Ew. And my oh. hands and my feet turn black. Your skin falls off? And your feet turn black. You know, as a black person, I don't think that's that bad. <laughs> and when you say Stevens Johnson syndrome, I thought that's how my children were created. So how old were you when you, uh, hell, how old were you when you discovered that you had this? Is this something you're born with or something that happens? It's really unknown. It's really rare. It's related to autoimmune disorders, which I have. Um, but I found out when I was 14 because I was diagnosed with mono. Um, and they gave me some amoxicillin. And three hours later, I ended up in the hospital because like 30% of the skin on my body was starting to come off and blister and rash. And um, and then I found out like several years later after treatment, I got a kidney infection. They gave me a sulfa antibiotic and you're going to get a kick out of this one. But um, when I had my flare up from my SJS, this one attacked me vaginally. So I lost all the skin on my nether regions down to the net like nerve beds. So I was wow. I couldn't go to the bathroom. I couldn't shower. I couldn't wow. wipe. I couldn't do anything because it was all exposed nerve endings. So, oh. so does it just yeah. attack different parts of you randomly? Um, no, it's mostly your mucous membranes. So no, what I'm on saying how is sensitive like, you are. But you said it was the sulfa specifically went for the vagina, right? Yeah, for whatever reason, I obviously have not taken it since. So there's yeah. Like, don't I'm do not that. sure. Like, I'm not going to take it again to go find out. But, you know. <laughs> so when um, they ask you, are you allergic to any medication that you know of? You you definitely have a list. Oh, I do. Yeah, there's like five of them. But there's only two that, like, cause, like, the super severe version. Um, but it's really kind of weird every time I go to the doctor's office because it is so incredibly rare. A lot of them are like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, they also bring people in to take a look at it because m- most medical people probably have never seen the condition. I don't know if you've ever had that like feeling before, but when it happened vaginally, they asked if they could take pictures for a medical journal for the UW. And hey. I was like, oh, oh wow. Bridget, if it makes oh, you well, feel cool. any better, I would only take pictures of your vagina when it's doing good. I don't know what their problem is, those yeah. weirdos. Those freaks at UW. Yeah. Man, oh, man. so now, did you let them take pictures for the journal? 
I did let them take pictures for the medical journal. And no. do you ask for, not the copy of the picture, but like, can I get a copy of the journal, you know, the entry that this was put in? Since essentially you are the model. I have no idea how to even really get a hold of that. Um, because it, obviously everything has to be HIPAA protected. So it's not like I can go and disclose which medical journal where, because I doubt they would release like specific information. But, but uh, what a weird uh, OnlyFans you could have. Yeah, that is... Find the unique ones out it's there. It's all healed now. I tell everybody I got a new paint job, so everything's all brand new and fresh. <laughs> nice. Okay. How long did it take for your vagina to heal? From the time that all this peeling to the time that you could, like you said, wipe, go to the bathroom, shower, etc. Well, the amazing thing about the human body is how quickly it recovers. So it only took about six weeks in total from start to finish. Only? That's still a long time. That is. So, Bridget, I'm looking at this. So the, the disease is named after Albert Mason Stevens and Frank Chambliss Johnson. I'm sure they're super happy about that. And they were two pediatricians who jointly published a description of the disorder in the American Journal of Diseases of Children. Back in 1922, not sure that on this one, I would I would make up a different name for it. Like, do I, not attach my name I would, to this. I wouldn't put my name on that one. I, I think I would let someone else put their. Uh, hey, you discover a disease, you put your name on it. You think so? Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I don't... told you my brother told me for years, and I think it was nationally. I know at least in the state of Virginia, there was a test to see if kids had special needs. Yeah, but it was called the Woodcock Woodcock Johnson test. Uh, you know, I've heard of the last yeah. kid, the guy's last name was Woodcock, and the other guy's name was Johnson. You know who I respect the most is Johnny AIDS. I mean, he just said, you know what? Woodcock Johnny Johnson. AIDS. Johnny AIDS. He's like, go ahead, throw my name on that, man. Why not? Just, Woodcock Johnson cool. was a porn star. Yeah, I know. Whoa, my brother would, he, he would even admit, he's like, the first couple of years you hear it, it's hard not to like <laughs> smile. But it's a serious thing, right? No, really You're talking it. to a parent about a kid might have right. special needs, yeah. but you got to be like, ah, we've got to give him the... What Johnson, Johnson test. <laughs> you just only feel good saying it. Does that involve a ruler? No. I mean, I still talk about it. I don't even know if they still use that test. <laughs> <laughs> Our question today, good or bad, what doesn't happen to most people that has happened to you? 206-803-ROCK. 99.9 KISW. The shenanigans continue. This is the Men's Room with Miles and Thrill. Your chance to win tickets to see the Red Hot Chili Peppers coming up at uh, 420. We'll give you the secret word. And when you hear that, text it to 206-803-ROCK as I go two for two today. Oh, you're calling your shot. All right. Tickets, yes. 420 is the time. Our question, good or bad, what does not happen to most people that has happened to you? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Jared. Welcome to the Men's Room. Hola, gents. Hola. Thanks for having me. I'm not sure. Maybe we'll find that uh, that this is maybe more common, but for me, it was a new one. Uh, <laughs> years ago, pre-COVID, went to a family reunion, met some, uh, tend to meet some folks I may never met before. In this case, I did. Uh, There's always a lot of animals, a lot of dogs. Um, so I met a cousin I had not yet met, and he had an Alaskan Malamute. Beautiful pup. We had just driven three and a half hours over near Chelan. Got out, said hello to everybody, met this new dog, met a bunch of other pups. Uh, went to set up our trailer and came back double-fisted, ready to enjoy. And just as I'm walking up, this cousin and Malumut are sitting there about six feet prior to me making a left turn to go towards the pool. This dog got up, no change of demeanor other than ran right over bit me in my junk, ran back over and sat down like nothing happened. <laughs> so, and you're not going to be able to Google this. I feel bad for Bridget. That was a horrible story. Yeah, I, I think everyone felt bad for her, man. Yeah, I, I did not get that reaction. Everybody bust out into uncontained laughter. Uh, 
I was pretty proud at that moment only because I didn't spill a drop, but I did immediately turn around, ask my wife to come back to assess the damage. Um, needless to say, the pool and hot tub were pretty uncomfortable going forward, but all in all, the Franks and beans were all right. Did okay. the dog break the skin at all? Uh, yes, sir. Oh, oh man. God. But, but, but thankfully, uh, let's call it blotty, not gushy. Okay. So, have you, uh, have, 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 real medical terms. No, are. for the rest of the time that you were there, were, were you kind of on guard when the dog was around? Uh, I, I can tell you this, in all honesty, being a dog lover, uh, if any dog approaches my, my little regions, uh, I, I am in automatic self-defense mode. Okay, yeah. yeah. Now, were you before that? Before what? Before you got Before bit. the dog bit you in the junk. Was it automatic self-defense oh. mode? Oh, hell no. No. <laughs> I have never, I've never experienced that. So, no, I was, I was just ready to go about my business, have a good weekend. Um, but, yeah, after that, um, I, I definitely take notice a little sooner. Turn sideways, cover it, whatever. Um, but, yeah, hopefully that's a one and done for me. Yeah, I'm I hope sure so, too. Out there live that one. I mean, I mean that's kind of kind of weird because, like, I, dogs just kind of approach that area generally because their height. Those are sniffing. But I would never think, mm -hmm. oh, he's going to bite my he's junk. He's going to bite my junk. And my brother's been bitten by 8,000 different dogs, at least when he was younger. Every dog on earth hated him. Never got bitten in the junk. You've been on the calf. Oh, John's a special place. I mean, that's it a, is a special place. That, that, but I mean, that, he got bit everywhere. He knew exactly what the hell he was doing. Well, especially if he calmly just went back and sat down. Mm -hmm. No growl, nothing. Good or bad, what well, doesn't happen to most people that has happened to you? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Matt. Welcome to the men's room. Liquor and whores. Liquor and whores. Hey, so, uh, yeah, mine is not like the other two. Thankfully, um, I've been in two different SWAT team raids for the exact same thing. Are you how far apart were the raids? A couple of years. We'll call it three years. And why were what they happened? raiding you? So a lot of people think dealing drugs. Uh, I was dealing, but it wasn't drugs. I was actually a poker dealer. Aha! Uh -huh. Interesting. So you were yeah, like an underground an poker dealer. And the SWAT team came in to break that up. Yeah, yeah. Usually they find the the biggest club in an area, and uh, you know it's kind of like cut the snake off the you know cut the head off the snake, and then the body dies, and they think all the smaller clubs are going to stop uh, doing that. So uh, I, I was pretty good at dealing cards, and found myself uh, working in card rooms that were the biggest in the area. You know, at, at each of these places, each of these states, and uh, had. Two different SWAT team raids, and I, I called it on both of the nights that it happened, too. I told the owners both the nights. I said, we're going to get raided tonight. How did you know? And, uh, what, did, you, did you just have a feeling? I did. I did. Honestly, the first time, um, me and uh, the girl that I was with uh, at the time, we, we called them out. We, we were like, hey, this person, this person, this person, these are cops. These are cops. This is going down tonight. They were like, no, you're crazy. Well, when uh, when the SWAT team came in, those people were the ones who got up and threw their jackets off, and they had the SWAT jackets on so uh the second time though i kind of had one of those weird uh like uh there was a i was cleaning something and then and, and, uh a uh um uh, something fell off the wall and i was like that's just odd and then about two hours later uh swat team bust through the doors there so now, what is it what happens when the swat team comes in i mean who gets arrested are you arrested are the people there arrested or what well, so I'll tell you this. Um, the very first time I was, I was younger and dumber and, uh, 
there was a, it was in Dallas and you know, the show Dallas slot, it was on a long time ago. Um, there, there was about four hours of footage of, of me being detained by the SWAT team where there was nothing but beeps. Um, so I was, uh, they, they kind of came after me on that one. Uh, but, uh, the one, uh, the, the second time I, I learned my lesson and then they really only want to go after the owners and the people who do the security for the, for the club. Other than that, unless they just don't like you, you're, you're usually gonna, you know, get a slap on the wrist and 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 excused. Now, I'm assuming that uh, the gambling casino wise was not legalized in Texas at the time that you were there. That's correct. Okay, so yeah, te- uh, Texas right. Hold'em is illegal in Texas. Yeah, interesting. That's that's cr- okay. <laughs> well, I mean, they don't have casinos. Period. Right? Are there none there? Yeah. All right. Well, right. Okay. Yeah. Now, okay. Now, could you make equal? Say, say you got hired here by a local casino. Uh, could could you still make a pretty good uh, earnings from that? Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, they they do a a fairly decent wage, and then they uh, you know they're they make tips on top of that. So you know, as long as you're smoothing the customers properly, you're you're probably going to walk out with a pretty good day. Now, do you have a prior record? In other words, will they check your background to see, and they'd say, "Oh man, you've been busted, you know, yeah, right. a couple times for uh, for for <laughs> dealing you know cards illegally." Would that would that come into play? Uh, it just depends on what they're looking for. I mean, obviously, I, I, I was, you know, those are expunged from what I know, but your they're record not. is your record. Okay, yeah, don't so, be fooled by right. that. They're not. What do you do for a living now? <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, uh, no surprise, but I'm a, a cannabis uh, rep out here for uh, Fairwinds <laughs> and Passionflower. So. Oh, oh, nice. Okay, cool. Uh, could, you, could you go on the other side of the table and do well at the game? In other words, if you just went on a Friday night with some friends, you sit down at the poker table knowing what you know. Right. Do you have an advantage? That's actually where I got into it. I wanted to be a, a full-time uh, player, and uh, it, were it not for the, the mishaps with the SWAT team, I probably would have pursued that. I, I generally tend to be pretty good, but, uh, you know, it, it's it's one of those, if you can't do teach and if you can't uh, do deal, you know, when you're when you're in poker. So that, <laughs> okay. that was kind of what I was doing. Did you read the story about the guy from Pittsburgh who was at the table, and I'm thinking he had uh, four aces. Had, yeah, four aces, got yeah. beaten by a royal flush. And then they paid the yeah. entire table out. Have you ever heard of anything like that ever happening? I dealt something like that, yeah. Huh. In a private poker room? In a private poker room, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, it was a four of a kind, and then the guy, uh, that he flopped a royal flush from from my from me so my uh my my the owner wasn't too happy because he had to do a big payout but, <laughs> yeah of course uh, yeah. Sure. sure yeah okay all right do all the people so when those people get hooked up like that do you get a lot of tips from them as a result depends on how much they like you uh i i, I walked out pretty happy that night even though the owner wasn't so happy yeah all right, that makes sense. Hmm. Okay, of course the owner's not happy. Yeah, I knew they weren't legal in Texas because there is a massive casino right over the line in Oklahoma. That would make sense. Okay, okay. Is it on reservation property? Because there's a ton in it Oklahoma. It might be. Somebody was just showing me the other day, like a, a friend of mine. Her dad works for a casino. He's worked at a casino forever. Right. So like when he travels, he'll go see casinos. And this, one, I can't remember the name of it, but this one in Oklahoma. I mean, it is. Massive, yeah. Also, but that's that's why I was get like, all the people oh, from Texas. Yeah, it's right? just over the line. So yeah. all the right, all the people from Texas and, and North Dallas. That's that's one of the biggest growing areas of Dallas. So it is headed that way already. It's already headed toward the Oklahoma border. I know that for a fact. Yeah. So, you think they ever legalize it there in Texas? Yeah. You know, Oklahoma hopes desperately that they do not, right? Because that's just cash. Texas is weird, right? Remember, I was just down there like a month ago. Yeah. So it's like I went to this food, Austin Food and Wine. And they had an oyster thing. So I was like, I like oysters. It seems odd 
in Austin. In the, right, in central Texas. <laughs> yeah. But I started talking to the guy, and he's like, oh, we get them all from like Cape Cod and New England. Oh, really? Okay. And I was like, what about Seattle? Like, there's great shellfish. And he was like, Texas is weird. They have a few weird laws. And he's like, we can't ship them in from the Northwest because it's invasive species. Ah, interesting. Okay. Same way you can't have crawfish from like Louisiana in the state of Washington. I can understand that because we have a waterway, but in central Texas, like, you're in Austin. Even if it's an invasive oyster, like, what is it going to invade? Well, I, I'll tell I you guess this. the rivers? I would, yeah, rather, yeah, I, would, I, would rather, I would rather eat the crawfish out of Lake Washington <laughs> than I would out of any place in the Gulf of Mexico or the New Orleans area. Oh, if we had them here? Yeah, yeah for I mean, sure. Look, I, I'll just, let's just eat ours because they're, they're, they're perfectly <laughs> fine. I mean, Lake Washington is Lake Washington. But. Do you, I don't think you eat them, though. There's got to be some difference. It's like I had a buddy, he was from New Orleans, and he had a big birthday party where we were eating mud bugs. Right. But he had to get them shipped to, like, Portland, and <laughs> somebody had to go pick them Ooh, up okay. and oh, bring really? them up here. Yeah. Damn. Okay. okay. Why they call them mud bugs? The other one I learned when I was in New Orleans is that you're talking about oysters, right? If you live there, because they're kind of over it in a certain sense, and I don't know why people like eating them sea boogers. And the dude is saying this to his buddy, like maybe three stools down at the bar, as I'm slurping oysters. Then I'm just looking at him like, you know, I don't get a Thanks. Burger. It ruined it on him, man. So, God, dude. Yeah, and they're giant. That, they are. Mm. Like, right, like Penn Cove and stuff. Like, I went to Oyster Fest. I like oysters. But, man, you get back east or down in the south, those things are massive. That's why they broil them. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like <laughs> man, that's too much. It's they need different. To, they need to do something to those. Good or bad, what doesn't happen to most people that has happened to you? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Breck. Welcome to the men's room. Hola, gentlemen. Hola. Hey, Miles, I'm really digging on that sun that you mentioned earlier today. Oh, yeah, when you introduce us on this sunny Tuesday. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah well, hey, it yeah, is yeah. gorgeous. Soak it sun. in. Put yeah, some man. sunscreen on. Soak it <laughs> in. I know. So the thing that uh, I have to deal with everyone else, so I have Crohn's. I don't know if you ever met anybody that has Crohn's disease or cellular colitis. It's very similar to autoimmune disorder. We knew a guy that had Crohn's uh, back in Baltimore, this guy Chip. Very interesting character, but I still don't know exactly what it is. Well, there's all kinds of different forms of it, basing on how your body reacts to food and, like, how your stomach reacts uh, on general. For me, I just can't make enough stomach acid, so I need a little, a lot of extra help digesting stuff. So I take a biologic and basically drink lots of coffee. But uh, because of that, I can basically never trust a fart, and that has come back to bite me so many times. It, it's so embarrassing. How old are you? And I'm 33. Do you have a pair of underwear with you right now, an extra pair, wherever you are? Yes, I oh. always have in the truck. I have one. I have, I have a pair. Of the, I have a pair back at the desk. I do too. I have, I have you shorts. have a pair of underwear at the desk. That's what that bag is beside my uh, the desk, the green bag. It's got all my gym clothes, oh. extra pair of underwear, extra pair of pants. Do you use the gym them. here? Well, the idea would be yes, that would be ideal. Uh, <laughs> but but I still have the extra clothes in there just in case you know something. So bad let me uh, tell me this: I got gym clothes and then clothes to switch into in case I. If I slip on a fart, can I borrow your underwear? Yeah. All right. I, I mean, I got them, dude. I got them. That's why but they're there. When's the last time you uh, slipped on a fart, man? Oh, Turkey Day. Oh God, I really? Yeah, yeah. Because I overate, <laughs> and the thing is, like, it's always greasy foods. And or eating real heavy, and I just try never to eat real heavy. Um, and the, the number one food that really gets me, and it's such a shame too, is pizza. Oh, oh yeah, oh, man. So basically, the you're thing. eating these foods whenever you're Thanksgiving or at someone else's house. Pizza's when you're at a party at someone else's house. So right. most of the time, yeah. this is a road game you got to play. 
Yeah, like I went up to a friend's house uh, a few weeks ago. They live in West Seattle, and they got Pagliacci's. I had one slice, and I was, like, torn up, hurting. And that's another thing about Crohn's, too, is, like, you don't have flare-ups, and, you know, you'll have, be all fatigued and basically feel like you just want to die because you're just in pain, and uh, you ache all over, and sometimes well, you even just bleed in areas you shouldn't bleed. How long after you eat, if you're going to have a reaction to the food, how long after you eat do you know that, that it's game time? Oh, 30 minutes, 15 minutes sometimes. Like, uh, I don't know. I've had, I've had like, a, a really greasy burrito from, like, a taco truck. And it's, like, I love Mexican food. But, man, <laughs> basically because in the combination of, like, the beans and rice and everything on a burrito already, like, jacking up your got to make you go number two faster. It was just like, bam, you need to do now. And it was just like coming out of slip and slide. And, you, yeah. and there's just nothing you can do. Like, you know, for most of us, right? If I know I got to poop, I can wake up in the middle of the night and think, I got to poop. You know what? I'm going back to sleep. Somehow your body, it'll hold it in there. And when I get up for the day, I'll handle yeah. it. If I have to poop right now, I could go probably until the end of the show with a few exceptions. I could probably go until the end of the show, right? With you, if you think you have to poop, like you have to go immediately. Yeah, I I don't wait. Um, I I know a good adage is every time you see a bathroom, just use it while you're there. <laughs> and I just said, I, I'm only 33, but I uh, I definitely take advantage of that because I you know you never know when. Uh, and I, the thing is, like I I live in Olympia. I have gotten so good at knowing where all the public restrooms are everywhere yep. and what what stores have. Bath- bathrooms that you don't have to enter a code to. Correct. Um, and even the couple of restaurants that I, I, I frequent, like, I know the codes to those restaurants. And I always know where a bathroom is. Man, you oh, should look, almost, look, like, I post look, a I, website. I, I just say, like, if you have Crohn's, <laughs> seriously, Crohn's or ABS, just I know somebody, ABS, I know, just to IBS, say, I know somebody yeah, who did IBS, that. Right. And in the beginning of the, uh, the app world, that was their idea, that they were going to go and come up with a basically a map of all the accessible bathrooms in the area, whether that's right. a Starbucks, a McDonald's, gas stations that offer them, some convenience stores that offer them. They're, they're actually available to the public. So that if you needed to, in an emergency, you could use the bathroom. I'm telling that, you, man, was, it, it's not a bad idea. Look, put it like this, right? You're not the only person in Olympia. And then also review the bathroom. But you're not the only person in Olympia with Crohn's, and therefore you're not the only person from Olympia who's got to drive around, right? So I'm t- it's a limited audience, but I think they'd be appreciative. Also, Amazon drivers, delivery people, people who work for DoorDash, people who oh, are yeah. in their car all the time, yeah. postal employees, all those things, people who need to use the bathroom and don't have easy access I to do it. know this. It's um, like one bus away, but, you know, it's one log away. Maybe. But, Breck, if, you are, uh, uh, if, if you're in downtown Seattle, uh, what we've learned is you can just use 3rd Avenue, and it doesn't yeah, matter where. Just <laughs> the whole freaking street. I've seen that happen. Uh, I, I was on a date. I texted you in that story. Um, a couple months ago, we were on a date in Belltown and turned the corner, and this guy Essen right there on the I street. Remember, I remember, I remember that text. Yeah, I had a woman bend over yeah. in front of me and just let let, let it loose at the Seven <laughs> Eleven. I mean, that's what we're saying, man. I like, was going to get a piece of pizza, <laughs> dude. Forget Third <laughs> Avenue. I was at <laughs> South Lake Union a couple God summers ago. Light. And this place, I forget the name of it, but it's got, like, they have all the windows open, like, the big garage doors. Okay. Oh, yeah. One of the, and it's, like, uh, a group of four of us sitting there, and it's, the like... The sausage place? No. I forget. Either way. Right. But it's, like, it's, like, noon, right? And it's just, like, four of us, random. We don't have anything to do. We're just out of having drinks, having fun. It's, like, what's that guy doing? Oh. And he just crapped right in the bush, right in front of this bar. <laughs> I mean, it was oh. awful. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have the lemonade. Right. It's we left. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. 
<laughs> you should have got a chocolate lava cake or yeah. something. Yeah. I know, I, I'm telling you, it was so disgusting. I, I felt I bad as we were the only people in the bar, but we were just like, we got to go to another bar. Uh, did she you was, tell them why? Yeah. <laughs> like that guy just asked right in front of us. It has ruined our experience. I'm not going to order food. Like we're in we're in South Lake Union. We can find another place. You should get the meatloaf sliders. Yeah, no, and, and that guy's defense too. Like I'm sure I'm not the only one that goes to this, but sometimes you know, like your stomach's not feeling great, but you still got to go somewhere. Yeah. So you don't want to trust a fart, but like crap in your pants. It's like high on my list of worst things that could happen to it, you. It happened Ow. to someone I know uh, over the weekend, right? We're all together. We're hanging out. We're doing our thing. They just said, man, they don't feel good. They're going to go home. Hey, man, you know, try to feel better. Do your thing. Find out later that they, on their way into their own home, they managed to poop the pants. Well, at least you're, oh, at least you're close. At least you're close. The, I don't, yeah, there's no consolation That's kind prize. of what I said, but they, they weren't trying to hear that. They're like, yeah, I know I was close, but I also pooped my pants. That's the thing I was trying to avoid. Like, if they know it would happen, maybe just use their lawn or something. But like, nope, stepped in the door and yeah. I was like, well, it proves that you weren't feeling well, mm-hmm. right? I don't know where I was a couple weeks ago. Same thing. I, my stomach was just a knot, and I just right the whole time I was just like, I can't stay here that long. I cannot risk a fart. As if I crap my pants here, this is going to be awful. Oh yeah, I had a Five Guys milkshake. Kids wanted Five Guys. I'm like, ah, whatever. I'll get a chocolate shake. Dude, just to get from my sofa to the bathroom when it hit me, maybe 15 feet. I mean, I barely made that. Like, it hit just boom. I'm like, oh, my God. Good or bad, what doesn't happen to most people that has happened to you? 206-803-ROD.